and welcome back to Moving the Change with AJ Max and Noah. We are here to talk about some sports business news and, of course, our Seattle Mariners. So, Max, let's kick it off with some sports business news. We're starting off with a little bit of an unconventional story. Some might disagree, but some might agree. So, let us know what you think. Let's jump right in. Formula E has reported an increase in its audience by 20%. And you may think 20% of a small number is still a small number. Well, let me tell you, this is not a small number. Their total audience has reached 381 million people. That is incredible. And with amongst investors, Chiefs wide receiver Juju Smith-Schuster. Ajay, what do you think about this uh, and esports as a whole? Yeah, I mean, personally, I don't want to be too negative, but... I'm not a fan of esports. I've never just like been attracted to like watching esports, I guess. And I, I guess it's good. I guess it's cool that people like this is getting a lot of viewership and that sports are investing into it. I'll get to that sports investment talk later. But my opinion is that I'm not a huge. I'm kind of surprised by this, to be honest. No, I was what shocked. do you think? I think I that it is a cool. It's cool to see it on the uprise, and we obviously saw with like video games like Fortnite, like. That, those were watched by so many people. Yeah. So if this can catch on like Fortnite can, it's going to be good, and I would invest in it also. Do you think it could sustain its hype, unlike Fortnite? Because Fortnite nah, had a it, really big it, it peak, be but it to. dropped off pretty quickly. You don't think because so? Because not everybody plays okay. it. Like These I, are just like guys that have the whole setup with the wheels. and the. But, I don't but, but the whole idea is that it's like a professional sport, and people are watching the sport and competing and choosing their favorite athletes, eSport athletes, yeah, I know what to you root mean. for. I don't think it'll catch on. I think, I think it will... A plateau eventually. I think it'll plateau, which means it stay it reaches yeah. peaks, but it still yeah. stays popular. Three hundred and eighty one million. Yeah, that is crazy. That's more than the population of the United States. Yeah. All right. With that, let's jump into the next story. We've talked about pickleball a little bit in these past couple of weeks with the new major league pickleball. And now more investors like Tom Brady are investing in this ownership group. So they have joined other high profile owner owners like LeBron James and other big name superstars. To add on to this, pickleball is America's fastest growing sport with more than 4.8 million players in 2021. Do they know something that we don't? Because I have not heard much of pickleball at all until these past couple of weeks. Well, me and Noah are tennis players. We know that pickleball is just kind of like a minimized version of tennis. And it's fun for people that it's a fun sport to play when it you're is. older because you, you don't, don't need, you're you not, don't need exactly. to don't be as agile and stuff like that. So I think my take on this is that sports players like investing in other sporting related things. They don't want to invest in mod pizza. They don't want to invest in like mod pizza is a random thing, but like they don't <laughs> want to invest in some random food company. They want to invest in something they like and something they enjoy. And LeBron James might like pickleball like Tom Brady invested Drew Brees invested they all might like pickleball so I don't blame them for uh, investing in something that's sports related and pickleball itself has some uh, serious like uh, uprising to yeah, it like it does so like if, if they see something if they, if they see potential and it's sports it's an easy investment to make also think about it it's not just them making the decision it's not like LeBron yeah. LeBron's thinking in his yeah. bed okay I want to invest in pickleball okay now I do it no he talks to people about if it's a right move or not and obviously it is so that's why he did it and another thing I want to add on is I think pickleball is a relatively easy sport to pick up. Like, obviously, the learning curve, once you get more advanced, is harder and harder. But even comparing it to tennis, tennis is a lot harder yeah. to play a match of tennis than when you have a paddle and a wiffle ball. Because if you screw up, it's still going to be in play, which I think allows a wider range of players, which people are excited about. So finally, moving into our last story. The Power Five conference commissioners say that they want to expand the March Madness bracket to 68 teams. Ajay, this is a question about March Madness, but also about 
how sports, NCAA, and professional are changing to match modern times. What do you think about this? Well, I'll make a really refined take on this, to be honest. The NCAA has a problem right now. They don't have any central government, no central power making decisions and have no one passing laws. The NIL, which is like the name, image, and likeness deal, that's out of control. People are getting paid illegally and the recruiting's messed up. Transfer portal's out of control. Too many people are leaving their programs in the middle of seasons. You need laws on that. And it's just, and also there's a problem with football and basketball becoming too supported while other sports like tennis and soccer, like they yeah. having less revenue. So like they need to... They need a central voice to figure out these problems. Like the NBA has a central voice to figure out the problem of tanking, which they have with the lottery. The NFL needs a has a central voice to figure out the problem with CTE and concussions, and they figure that out with not figure that out. Like a, took a They're step with, at it. with the Pro Bowl and having flag football. MLB has a problem with not people, not enough young people liking the sport. They fix that with having allowing young players to bat flip without penalties, without just like letting the young players celebrate. That NCAA has not figured out anything, and if they had a central voice, this this idea would never happen because everyone knows Matt madness is already super big and this is just a money grab at this point but Noah, what do you think yeah i think it is a money grab as well and i don't really think there's there needs to be 68 teams in the bracket there's already yeah. a lot and it almost seems like overkill to, to make it 68 teams but i think in i just think keep it the way it is it's obviously very it's very popular in march yeah and everybody loves to make a bracket so yeah i agree and i think it's just a money grab in their stretching out trying to do everything that they can to stay afloat so with that let's move into some mariners yep here at movement chains we like talking about everything just baseball <laughs> sports business because i know max Hughes, you're gonna be able to gain a big sports business perspective for us but we know that the mariners on this historic playoff run here in seattle me Noah, and max haven't seen the mariners make the playoffs because oh now we have but <laughs> before it was 2001 and so this is a big deal we have to talk about it the mariners well, this is a tough subject. The Mariners lost to the Astros, Astros game one. They, we were up 7-5 in the ninth, and Robbie Ray gave a three-run home run to, uh, what's his name? Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez. Yeah. <laughs> and a three-run home run, we lost the game. Balling. Me and Noah were at a tennis match, and we saw the match, and I was, and we saw this loss, and I was so sad. Um, but okay. we got to put that behind us, because if the Mariners let that mentally affect them, they can't win the series, because the Astros are an experienced team in the postseason that are always yes, making big strikes. They, they, won the, they won the World Series 2017, lost in 2019, lost in 2021. They, they're always there. They're always, they've made five straight ALCSs. Mm -hmm. Think about that. That is crazy. It is crazy. This it year they're trying to make it six. So we cannot let this affect us. And that's why we have Luis Castillo, our, our ace, who we traded for in the middle of the year. He has been pretty good this year. He has not faced the uh, Astros in his career, though, so that's crazy. But what I wanted to do is bring some perspective about playing good teams. His first two starts with the Mariners this year were against the Yankees. And when he played the Yankees, that's the most comparable team to Astros because they're both very good. The Yankees, his first start, he went 6.2 innings and gave up three runs. So that's kind of eh. But then second second uh, game against the Yankees, he gave up he gave up zero runs in eight innings. That remember yeah, that game? Yeah, we need one. We need a game like that tonight if we want to see the Mariners win. I who's pitching for the Astros tonight? Yeah, speaking of the Astros, it's Framber Valdez uh, pitching for the Astros. But Max, I know you want to talk about our star from the offense, Julio Rodriguez. What what was his stat line the other day? Julio Rodriguez balled out in. I don't think we want to take away that we put up seven runs. That's an impressive game. It They're is. the four seed. We were expected to get crushed. And so I think I agree with AJ that we can't let morale get down because the fact that we played such a good game, we let up one hit, one big hit that sealed the game. But other than that, we, we played a good game. Yeah, our batters were good. And if yes. we come with that energy today at 1237, I think that we could win this game. Right. Julio Rodriguez had four at-bats, three runs, 
and two RBIs, which yeah. is an impressive game. And then Valdez, I'm going to give respect to him. He's had two starts versus the Mariners this year, so they're probably going to get fell. In the first start, the Mariners, uh, the Astros beat them 8-5, to five, and he had 6.2 innings pitched with three runs given up. So I th- I'll deal with three runs. I, I-, I like that. Okay. I- and then the second start was seven innings with three runs. So three runs is both the starts against the Mariners. I got a question, though. Do you think our bats will be as... On yes. fire yes. as they were against Verlander, but Verlander pitched terribly. I think we're not going to score eight runs or seven runs again. I think we'll score like at least three. Okay, and, and if Castillo shuts him down, at least three will win the game. Yeah, if you think about that. Yeah, you're right. All right, let's end this segment off with some predictions about what's not. Well, the let's series is a very yeah, long. Not, let's just yes. predict this game. I want you guys to pick the score and one big thing that happens in the game. Okay, Noah, you go All first. Right. I'm going first, and I am predicting the Mariners win because I believe in the Mariners, and I predict that. Julio Rodriguez hits a home run. <laughs> What's I, the score? I predict the score to be four to two Mariners. All right, that's respectable. Max, here we go. I have hope in our Mariners. I agree. I think we're going to win today. I think we're going to put up a little more than four two, but not quite seven eight. I think Julio Rodriguez is going to hit a two run homer <laughs> bomb into left field. You'll see it. Um, I'm calling it right now. Okay? okay, I'm going Mariners six, Astros four. I'm going to go with a pitching prediction. I predict that Luis Castillo's stat line is seven innings pitched, eight strikeouts, and two runs given up. And and then our offense, we have a home run for Mitch Haniger. And I think the Mariners win three to one. I mean, not three to one, three to two, because Castillo obviously gave up two runs. So let's hope the Mariners beat the Astros today, because this is our biggest rival. This is a big moment for us. We've never seen the Mariners make the playoffs. Bleeding the Blue Jays was very surreal. And Max, want to close this out? I do. That's all we have today. Tune in to Moving the Chains Thursdays at 6 p.m. to get your sports business, sports, and all-around everything news.